Hey, fuckers, what up? It's Christina Hutchinson. And Corinne Fisher. You're about to listen to a snippet of our beloved baby girl podcast, Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shimming podcast with Dr. Valerie Rain. We're going to talk about patriarchy, stress disorder. I know that might make you roll your eyes. And normally we would have rolled our eyes at that too. But this woman is fucking phenomenal. This is a must-listen-to interview. And if you want to listen to the whole thing, you're going to go over to luminarypodcast.com where you can get a subscription for as little as $2.99. I was like, subscription for as little as $2.99 a month. And you can also, with that subscription, listen to other incredible podcasts, including my personal favorite and the only podcast I listen to besides my own, uh, which is The C Word with uh, Lena Dunham and Alyssa Bennett about women who have historically been called crazy. You know, when you're in fight or flight, when your brain's in survival mode, it could be reacting to a trigger if it's childhood trauma, like something happening now, and it feels as if it's currently happening to you. And she always describes to me, when you fall down the stairs, your brain doesn't go, oh, what should I do? Should I grab onto something? Should I? It just does something. And so your thinking brain is compromised when you're in fight or flight mode. And so all of these decisions that you make in this mode, if you don't understand that part, it really fucks up your self-esteem. And once I figured that out, I was like, oh, I'm not, an idiot. I'm not all of these things that I thought I was. It's because I'm, I'm my response. My, my fight or flight mode has been on since I was a kid. And I just wish more people would know that because it once, once you understand that your self-esteem has the chance to be nourished. Oh, completely. I, I had this situation at work, my, my final job before I re- realized once and for all that I was unemployable. <laughs> and my, my <laughs> it took me a minute. And my boss was emotionally abusive. Mm, and she uh, would just lash oh, out at me. So I would sit in her office. And ironically, in the field of psychology, right? Let me mm. not even go down that rabbit hole. Oh, like, damn. <laughs> Did you recognize and, it right away or no? And yeah. that's, and that's kind that of sucks, the punchline, huh? right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I did not, my body reacted exactly as it did when my dad was emotionally abusive growing up and yelling at me and, mm-hmm. and she would, and she would lash out at me and my body would have exactly the same response as I did in my childhood. I would either, you know, go into fight, flight or freeze. I would either, uh, just sit there, right, and take it, or I would argue, like go into mm. fight, or I would check out mentally, and sometimes I would cry, right, and and that, uh, that all was... of those things would get used against you. You're susceptible yeah. to having those reactions used against you. Well, it didn't seem to bother her much, strangely. <laughs> uh, so, which she probably which opens there up... are those people that like like love it. They know that they have like achieved what they want uh, to when they see you cry. Yeah, us. which opens a whole other like diagnostic yeah. possibility uh, <laughs> array for her. But what happened for me was uh, luckily I I went on this. Um, retreat, which I thought was a professional development, whatnot. I had no idea there was going to be trauma healing involved, mind-body trauma healing. I wouldn't have gone because I didn't think I had any trauma. Right. And that's another big punchline. Yeah. I didn't think I had any trauma because according to the patriarchal definition of trauma, Mm. it is a life-threatening experience. And I have not experienced a life-threatening event in my life, but I've experienced a lot of stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But it was not considered traumatic. However, obviously it lived in my system and it was driving my responses. So at that um, retreat, 
I moved a lot of trauma out of my body, unbeknownst to me, right? I had no idea what I was moving out of my body. I didn't have stories attached to what I was moving out of my body. So it was really cool. Yeah. And that was my first exposure to, oh my gosh, my body holds so much and I had no idea. And I already had, yeah, the body keeps the score. And I, I already, you know, I was a practicing therapist at the time and I had no idea. That's not something they teach us in, in uh, conventional therapy programs. So I come back to my, um, to my job and I sit down with my boss and she unleashes her usual. And this time it's a completely different experience. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, what is going on? Mm. This the is current okay. you is reacting to it, not yeah. the old you. That was traumatized because trauma is like time machine, right? It just Mm. takes us there. And then as a child, I didn't have any agency, right? Here I am, however old I was, but I had the same sense of helplessness uh, because that was triggered in me. And then I'm sitting there like, what am I doing here? So I just let her finish. I got up. I put my hand on the door handle. I turned it. I walked over to my office, packed my stuff. Nice. I emailed HR and I never went back. So that the morning, uh, like the, 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 the morning of the day I quit my job, I had no idea I would be quitting. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. it. You, you're a whole different, it's like you get a, a, an additional limb that you didn't know you were missing (laughs) when you get trauma out of your body. And it's so wild because I, I was, I listened to a Ted talk along, not too long ago. That's saying somewhere like 95% of the human population has had at least one adverse childhood experience. Oh yeah. And then that's not even counting the traumas that you go through as an adult that everyone's just like, don't be a pussy, get over it. Oh, yeah, there is just so much. And again, that that narrow patriarchal definition, it does such a huge disservice because because uh, like, like, I'm just a poster child for this, like, what's wrong with me trying to fix it? I, I, I have two graduate degrees in psychology should like cue everybody in how, how yeah. messed up I've been and how hard <laughs> I've worked to try to fix myself once and for all. And there was no conversation about trauma. Even mm. if there is conversation, it's so misguided. Um, and it it's not, it does not take the whole uh, spectrum of human experience into account. It does not take into account the trauma of oppression. Hello, women have been oppressed for thousands of years. And what about people of color? Yeah. There's, there's this generational trauma yeah. that lives in us. It doesn't make us wrong. It doesn't make us broken. There's nothing wrong with us, but we need to recognize that something is affecting us. Without it, we go to a therapist and then we're diagnosed with depression, with anxiety. These are appropriate responses of the nervous system. Right. That doesn't feel safe. Exactly. Your body's actually working exactly how it's supposed to be exactly. supposed to work. And children's nervous systems are so brilliantly programmed to to be in survival mode and do anything you can, but then also push down the fact that mommy can't love me right now. So I need to yeah. do a song and dance, for example. That was my bipolar mother growing up with that. And uh, man, and then you start when well, the cool thing is when you start talking about it, everybody else is like oh, so many people are like, oh, you know what? That my thing was kind of fucked up too. And it's like, yeah, let's just keep talking about this and get it. So when you went to that retreat, how'd you get the trauma out? What was, what method mm. did you use? So uh, that particular teacher, Amy Weintraub, uh, was one of my uh, first uh, mentors on this path. Um, she used um, the, the methods of yoga, actually. Yoga was one of hmm. her central um 
methods and really marrying that ancient technology with what we now know from neuroscience. And then, so, so the, the tools that she used were grounded in breath and yogic techniques, but not the kind of yoga that we think about, like uh, Lululemon and standing on your head, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like really like going deep into your body, like holding specific poses for a very long period of time so that the body can release. Mm. And it's completely beyond the conscious mind when it happens. And then um, that was my gateway drug. Yoga was my gateway drug into this. And then I started studying with, you know, pretty much studying every approach I could find that used mind, body, energy, and had successful results moving trauma out. I just became obsessed and yeah. uh, it just continues and just bringing it all together to work even faster, more elegantly. Some of these approaches I took issue with because they just took too long or had a lot of side effects. So I'm like, no, we can do it better. And we just continue, right? <laughs> Experimenting in our own, in the labs and, um, with with uh, our thrivers is this is this is what we have access to now which is we are at a, such a phenomenal time in history we have access to all these ancient technologies yeah. and we have all this scientific val validation of them now and the discoveries in neuroscience and the discoveries in epigenetics showing that trauma is genetically transmitted Ooh. we had no idea yeah. just a couple of decades ago and so it's an exciting time just as trauma is genetically transmitted, so is healing. So the way I see it, we actually have the opportunity to interrupt intergenerational transmission of trauma, right? Yes. In just one generation. You could change your gene expression. The, I, totally. I'm so obsessed with Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And yeah. like, he talks about changing your gene expression and you can base, you could essentially cure your body of anything by meditation. That's a very oversimplified way to, to sum it up. But it, that, yeah. It's, uh, what, it's the best wormhole I've ever gone down. <laughs> so when you said when you said there was no stories attached to the trauma that you were releasing on this first yeah. retreat, um, then how did you then identify that it was trauma? I mean, obviously, that was like the purpose of what you were doing. But like, there must have been some other way where you recognized it as trauma, even though there wasn't a story that you could like tell to someone. Right. That's such a great question. So it it is through understanding what trauma actually is and how it shows up. Okay. So I've come to define trauma as any experience that makes us feel unsafe physically mm -hmm. or emotionally in our fullest authentic expression. Oh, that's a good definition. That's anyone I've ever dated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you dated trauma your whole life. <laughs> here, here. Hey, fuckers. Hope you like that excerpt from our interview with the amazing Dr. Valerie Rain. If you want to hear the whole thing and the whole thing from other people that aren't us, but that are Trevor Noah and Roxanne Gay, Michael Rappaport and Lena Dunham, go to luminarypodcasts.com and you can get a subscription for as little as $2.99 a month. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.